the lonely. I've had this intro ready through two League Cup campaigns, and so Colts teams, Challenge Cup, I don't care, I'm using it. Strathclyde Park, MNDs, We Sweary Superfan Fergie, Colin McGowan, Seraph Zengen, MH Logistics, Thomas Wotherspoon, Thomas Wotherspoon, can you hear me, Thomas Wotherspoon? Your boys took one hell of a beating, and then we signed two of them in loan. to the podcast we are indebted to the four aisles again who have given us their function suite so a big thank you to, to everyone here for giving us a venue uh, i'm joined by two airdrie fans diehards and also self-published authors We've got john o'brien coming back uh, after the last month's podcast welcome john thank you very much and we we missed him for the, fir- the first time ever you weren't with us alan uh, constant fixture delighted to have you back uh, alan porteous is with us as well yeah nothing to moan about when you've just at the start of the season really, but plenty <laughs> to moan about now well on that we'll just start on it's still quite early in the season but we have had our league cup campaign uh the league campaign has kicked off we're recording just before the match against clyde and we've also had the first round in the turnock's caramel wafer trophy and i've got an overriding sense of deja vu uh last season started with a good league or what looked on paper a good league cup campaign falling at the last hurdle against hamilton Aki's. that's what's happened here a good away victory up in Angus against Forfa, which we the fans were delighted with the result, but not necessarily convinced with the performance. Last year was a home game against Montrose, which was poor. Again, another Angus team came and beat us uh, Forfa 2-0 uh, and uh, an under, uh, what would I say, people under-impressed by the, by the performance. So... It feels very, very... And then a win in the Challenge Cup uh, to get through to a, a tie against a team from England last year, a team from Ireland. So it feels a similar start. Uh, could go either way. I think this time last year we had the victory against the in-house period with 10 men where everybody felt quite buoyed. And then we had the home game against Raith Rovers. And then that was about it. <laughs> that was and, the and, over. And now we've started signing Hamilton Aki's under-21 guys on loan. So that's we're, we're right back at square one again. As in a Connor Scully type move? Uh, Somsky, the lad's a bit special, that kind of guy, aye. I always worry about, you know, the the loan deals and, and what we're going to get out of it. The, the, thing, the good thing about this loan player that we have, uh, albeit we lost Josh Edwards, is I think he's been one of our better players in the opening events. He's doing a hell of a lot of running and uh, can uh, find the, the route to goal, so... Yeah, I agree entirely that sometimes you can be overburdened with loan players, but I like him. Not one of our best players. Our, our best player. Uh-huh. Smith has been our best player. There's, there's absolutely no two ways about it. I think the concern would be, though, that watching under Hamilton Ackies under-21s during the week, there was nothing particularly standout-ish about any, about any of them, really. Apart from maybe, and I don't know if he's one of the guys we've signed, the centre-half that marked Gallagher out the game. He was a good player. Was he? Um Aye, he 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 kind of he bullied Gallagher the whole game, and I don't know if he's the defender that we've signed. I don't think he is, but I would have I would have been tempted to get him on board. But other but other than that, they weren't, they weren't 
anything special. I do like your terminology of uh, the use of the word bullying because I tend to think, and I've always maintained it, the thing I like most about Jim Litster, who was very much seen as a, you know, uh, what's the terminology, you know, where he goes to many clubs, journeyman, journeyman. pro, as that he was so strong and held the ball up really well. I tend to think that some players who have played well against us come to us and all of a sudden they lose their muscle and uh, their strength just evaporates for some reason. It's their enthusiasm, John. Is it their enthusiasm? <laughs> well, I'll we'll probably listen to this and we've drained it from them. But uh, that's, I mean, I, I just fear for, for you know, because other players seem to ragdoll our forwards, you know, and I look how easy the, the four for goals were scored against us, you know, but I like the way in which we, we came back at Montrose. It's a, it's a happy medium, really. We've won the last two games with two clean sheets. Uh, so everyone would say, would you accept that all the way through? Of course you would. There's no two ways about it because the outcome would be fantastic. The fact of the matter, though, will you get away with that no, you level? That, that's the that's the real gist of it. You wouldn't get away with that with that sort of performance. I think we've done very very well to get away with two wins in the last couple of games. It could, especially with the the low number of shots that we have at goal. We don't create uh-huh. chances. I mean, that, that's I, I think you know you sit and you look at the wee sky app, whatever, and every single team that plays against us has got has got more shots on target than than, than yeah. we do. It's a it's a clear problem, and we'll obviously talk about the formations and the uh, you know the, the the way we're going about our business. But it's, uh-huh. it's certainly not coming from the middle of the park. We're not creating an awful lot. We're not giving those guys up front an awful Absolutely. lot of fodder, yeah, you know, to work with. And yet, the last podcast where I was involved in, there was expectation ahead of it. Expectation for today's game is that if the results went a certain way with Forford not playing, etc., we could go top of the league, strangely. You know, so it's it's an unusual set of circumstances when it's so early on. I still maintain my, and I know you've mentioned it, uh, minimum 15 points per quarter. And if you, you undercut that by anything, then you're chasing... 20 in the second quarter if it was only 10 so, but I still I still believe that that, that should be the goals of the, the top challenging teams because you know we could have had four points because we lost two sloppy goals against Forfar and then Strenard went to Forfar and only lost to a penalty kick 10-12 minutes from time so obviously there is a way of holding them back although I was I, I, last podcast I, I spoke that I thought that Forfar wouldn't follow a top in the second season and I've been proved wrong. So I admit in that respect, we'll see how they got on today right enough. But so far, uh, we also said that they are a very stable club and that their ins and outs were limited. So you you may have pointed out they lost John Baird, which would be a big loss for them. Uh, but they seem to be, com- I mean, they're in League Cup action today because they got through their group. They had beat St Johnston, I can't remember right. They were in the same group as Ross County, I can't remember the results. So so they're on good form, but they've got a settled side. It feels like we're still finding our way and I'm wary of making too many predictions. Uh, but it feels to me like you need to go on a run if you're are they going to make fifteen points in the first quarter, you need to go on a bit of a run. So having two wins in the last two games is great. But performances and as you see, goals Going back to the deja vu thing though, it's it's kind of like last year as well that we started reasonably, we were all reasonably buoyant, we thought we had a better squad of players and this ha- that happened again this time round with everybody was saying we got a better squad of players but they're slowly getting worse 
again, and there might be a number, a whole host of reasons, you know, for that, you know, it, he doesn't know his formation, he doesn't know his best team. Um, I got the impression, and listened to some folk round about me at Montrose last week, it was almost like the, it was almost like the players looked a bit confused. You know, they didn't really, there was, there was a lot of swapping round of roles. The wide men played 10 minutes on, on one flank and then get moved over to the other. We came out in the second half with a completely different formation from the first half. I don't think the guys seem to particularly know what, what their role is, especially the forwards. Roy and Gallagher, brought here as the two fundamental centre-forwards, have, have either played deep-lying, uh, as Roy did last week, in the middle almost, or... I think Gallagher played the first three or four games uh, before being dropped man. as almost like a wing back. You know, and he must be going, "What? I'm not effective here. What the hell am I doing?" So and that's what I feel about it clicking. Even if it's accidental, if we can just, and why did it go so well against Aki's first half and Clyde when we played them in the cup? Yeah. If we could, if we can solve the midfield uh-huh. riddle and, and come Maybe up with a Murray's functioning team. team. But we we all saw that documentary, that fly in the wall thing. Maybe it's that. It's that wee book, and the, and the swearing, the the non necessary swearing. Maybe it's that. But you mentioned calling their continuity. I mean, successive games we've changed four players and four players again. So there hasn't been that run of familiarity, which could be countered. You know, and saying, well, once we get the settled team, I mean. Days of old, you used to look at the the team lines across the board, and you you would see the same names repetitively, you know. So, I, I, when I know there is at least a settled side with only one or maybe two changes here, I don't there. think that's going to happen. We've got some amount of players. I've got yeah. thirty four first but. team squad players now. I know they're not all legitimately first team squad players, but there's a huge chunk of them that if you spoke to Ian Murray, he would say these are legitimate challengers for a first team position and. You know, that's, that's got to be a problem. I, I would have thought, you know, going back to, and maybe hindsight is a fine thing, but having a huge squad of that, I would have happily taken three or four less signings to have a couple of better players, better quality players in there. There's, there's a bit of bang averageness about, about a lot of them, you know. The team, the squad photo looked great because it was everybody in quite a traditionally Airdrie kit, uh-huh. so it looks graphically brilliant. But I was thinking back to Alex McDonald days, you never had Anything that looked like that. You nope. had you had your first team squad and it was pretty tight. Well, maybe maybe twenty. Huh? There was more folk in that team photograph than there was in the stand watching the game in the last <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. And, and, and we've got a reserve team, so you need to have enough players to uh-huh. be fielding two teams upon a weekend and subs and it's sub benches of five, which maybe it wasn't you know, all through McDonald's days as well. But you thought some of the Academy players would be aspiring to come in and, and fill in some of their reserve type of thing, so but it's a huge you squad. say like quantity or quality, do you, would you rather that the club was saying, right, we don't really need to be in the reserve league because unless you bring through a Tony Watt, the thing, it's going to be difficult to make the figures add up. You, yeah. So you need to be developing your own player. And maybe that's why, because they want to sell it to all these young guys that we're signing and hope that one makes it. Uh, but if the aim is to get out of this league, would we not be better pouring the resources into... Couple 18 of, solid players a couple of seasoned level. pros there that have that have done the job uh-huh. you know guys that you know will put the ball in the back of the net not not a couple of guys that are I don't know uh, how good Mackay's going to be because he's never yeah. played in this league you know yeah I mean I, I, I think it's it's hard to be 
That's why I, I, I use that first quarter as a true gauge, you know, uh, because and at the moment we're, we're hitting 50%, and if we hit 50% after the, half, uh, the, the first quarter, that's what 14, 13, 14 points, which is way above what we've scored on, uh, you know, past 10 seasons, just about, you know. But the thing is, sometimes uh, performance, as we've already aligned to, that uh, it could end up that you're not going to get away with X amount of shots or hunting, ha having such a good game. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, re we retreated uh, to a large extent, having gone a goal up against Montrose, you know, and, and Hutton did make some really good saves. Against 10 men, this is, this is becoming uh -huh. a bit of a, you know, it's, it's, it, we've retreated and fallen back uh -huh. against Montrose, we've uh -huh. retreated and fallen back against Hamilton, uh -huh. we did it against Clyde, it'll be interesting to know, to see how they, though having not started particularly well, come out against us, thinking, last 15, 20 minutes, we really pushed them, you know, when the game was well well beyond them. Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah. how they'll now come out and uh -huh. is this going to be a completely different game we're going to play against them today? Well, I would imagine Goodwill would start this time, which he didn't. And he, he was key. He scored the two goals, you know. So it'll be interesting from that perspective. But we've, we've talked in the podcast before about mental toughness, haven't we? You know, And I always felt that there was, you know, it was, it was sadly lacking in Finlay's teams and... You know, with with Murray coming in, there was there was certainly question marks over his team's ability to beat the poorer teams in the league. You know, the number of games last year that we we lost at home, eh, a team that was either you know Brechin or Stenhouse Muir when they were languishing at the bottom of the league. You uh -huh. know, there's a problem there that if somebody comes out with a with the, you know the the, the uh, really trying to you know do is and and really trying to. Uh, you know, dig in and, and scrap for points, and we never ever seem to match them with, uh -huh. with that sort of stuff. Uh -huh. And 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 that's just not. Maybe it's not having leaders on the on the park or something right. that that that, yeah. that that dig in and get everybody g'd along. That you know, you're not going to dominate uh -huh. teams for ninety minutes of a game. You know that that just never happens. But yeah. we do seem to continually either get in a position to uh, to be ahead and fall back or. Play, come up against a team with another agenda to try and get points and we never match their, their yeah, commitment somewhere yeah. along the way we get blown uh -huh. off course uh -huh. does that fall down to the manager? It depends. I think formation is a very good point because see when you you see those other players who have left us and then come back to haunt us we sign a lot of players and on the face of it they, they seem really good signings and they are very good signings last season and this season and then all of a sudden they either don't conform to the team pattern formation, whatever it might be uh, and, and that surprises me and disappoints me uh, so the, the objective, Ian Murray did say uh, way back that I, I thought he wanted a, a smaller squad but, so I am expressing surprise although I can't subdivide those who are, you know, you used to see them by strip alone uh, in the photograph, those who were designated as predominantly in the reserve side. Uh, so you could almost create the first team squad. But now there does seem to be everyone, you know, available, so to speak. But uh, uh, two back-to-back -back results, if we don't take confidence from that, you know, especially without... Uh, two experienced players uh, who I expect to return today, uh, Crichton and Eckersley, you know, then that would be of concern because, 
you know, Clyde to me, I thought we did play some of our brightest football this season so far. Middle section of the game, yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Uh-huh. So I, I would be hoping for for a repeat for performance there. Right, a few threads to pull out of that then. Formation, what, what do you think we should be going for? What's, where do you think it goes wrong? Do you think we're too defensive and we need to get... Let's give you a slow one to bat away. Miller and Weatherburn, you've gone on about defensive midfield pairings. I don't think they can both play in the same team. I think they're they're both too holding. Um, What I would say if you're wanting to compare the two, I'm already hearing grumblings of Weatherburn being a little bit slow, but I think if you count the number of forward passes that he makes in a game uh, and completes in a game, he had a couple of slack ones the last, last home game, but... He generally makes he can pass, he passes the ball better than I thought he would, um, whereas I cannot think of the number of times that that, that Miller passes the ball forward. It's all mm-hmm. sideways and back the way and start again type uh-huh. type of stuff. They're both quite disruptive, but uh, I think Wedderburn has got to play in his own. And then I've been quite impressed by Roberts. I think Roberts has got to fit in with. Uh, Wedderburn, although he got the chance last week at uh-huh. Montrose and it didn't really work out particularly well. But I think that was more to do with the wide guys not playing well. You know, you, you had uh, O'Reilly and you had uh, uh, What's his Thompson? Thompson on either side and they didn't play particularly well. So mm-hmm. suddenly you've not you've you've got two out of your four midfielders not contributing particularly well. And again, whether it's what you're saying, John, about the formation or yeah. whatever. Uh, th- the other thing is that his other favourite at the moment seems to be the three men up front with Smith through the middle, Gallagher out left and Roy out right or vice versa. But and that that didn't work at Forfar and it didn't really work second half at Hamilton because they were so far apart. They were almost playing in different postcodes. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, there's no link up between the three guys up front, which at least we got a bit of joy when we when the midfield weren't creating much. Previous forward lines, when there was at least two of them, they were they were manufacturing something themselves. But when they're playing so wide apart, they're just they're just mm-hmm. not not at the races. Yeah, formation is an interesting one because I don't know what uh, is their best formation. The midfielders you referred to, a com- combined combination of the two of them would be ideal, you know. But uh, Weatherburn has a great, it's almost as if he shapes his body to make the pass, but he does pass it through a, a ruck of players on, on occasion. I, I, cutting edge is, is really the, the thing for me. The last home game, we've just played two away games, the last home game will go down as. A, a none too great performance, uh, you know. Albeit far for scored two late goals, so I th- I definitely think we have to be more on the front foot this time. You know, uh, it's a home game, and really uh, fortress everyone talks about, but uh, a home win is just good enough for me. Yeah, let's go into that because that's the next thread I want to pull out. Home games, you should have an advantage playing at home. You have to train at that stadium, so even just your peripheral vision, you should be taking cues off stuff, you should feel natural there. And yet, in recent seasons, other than the season where the club was really in the mire, when actually our home record was pretty good, Airdrie are awful at home. Brechin came to the Penny Car Stadium, give it his Sunday name, uh, having not won a home game, in a, a away game in about a year and a half. I think they won twice at her patch last yeah. year, as did Stenhouse Muir. 
a few uh, I talk about it all the time in this podcast but a few seasons ago we won one of 16 home games and we won two games at East End Park out of two so yes we've not we've not been great in the last 10 years but it seems as if that place just saps the life out of us but but why I don't quite understand it yet it's not Galatasaray away for teams that are visiting but neither is Dumbarton, East Fife, Clyde, Hamilton, nowhere. We're all in Legoland, all seats are stadiums. I just don't understand it used to, why I used the home record's so bad. I used to think it was a pitch. I used to honestly thought, because there was at one point, a few, a, two or three years ago, that when you looked at the teams with the worst home record mm. in Scottish football, it was us, Hamilton Ackies, and... Do Kilmarnock have a, a plastic pitch? They do now, yeah. They did, yeah. You know, and, and that couldn't have been any coincidence that that, yeah. that 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 was the case. But there's so many teams now have got the uh-huh. have got the plastic pitches that that it kind of can be that. Maybe it's back to the circumstance of it all. You know, it, was that maybe more to do with teams that we can come in with an agenda and having to scrap away and they've had a, a run of horrendous results and their manager sent them out to run about like dafties and shut us down yeah. and do whatever. I mean that's. That's always knocked us off our stride. It knocked us off our stride second half during the week mm. by the under, Aki's under-21s. They just shut us down, harried us the whole of the second half, and we just simply couldn't cope with it. We were not prepared to sort of midfield forward. We were not prepared to work hard off the ball to find space for ourselves. And, and as such, the ball kept coming back to us and coming back to us and coming back to us. And that's really, if, if Murray's wanting to work at something, that, that that's what it is. It's... When we have got the ball at the back and are building forward, the effort that we're trying to make to find space, that's even what, even looking at us at the moment, see when we get a shy, yeah. see if we get a shy, no, you've got one man running, nobody, I always think it's a saying a bad team when you can't actually throw the ball in because nobody's t- mentally tuned in to finding space. There's always only one man running. And you'll see it again today. They'll do it. They'll get the ball at the side and you'll have a whole load of dustbins all standing waiting for someone else to make the run. Uh-huh. And it's just not in their psyche to find space offensively. I have disliked one-sided seated stadiums going way back to Medibank Thistle days when we used to trail through there and the atmosphere was totally dead. And I do think that that contributes towards killing an atmosphere. And even when, you know, uh, you used to get in Broomfield... cocoon of noise just arising because the pocket were all there now you've got the home and away fans all within, a Falkirk fan asked me the other day whether or not there will be uh, the away end opened, you know, and I says I can't be sure because I don't know many I would bring and you think back uh, in the heady days of the promotion years Falkirk Airdrie attracted a crowd of 7,000 way back so I don't know what will happen but uh, we Colin and I were spoken about the ideal stadiums you think yes we did lose twice at home to Brecon but we went up to Brecon where there was a great atmosphere actually because of the, the amount of fans going around and we won there there was a great atmosphere actually because of the, the closeness of the fans at uh, East Fife you know uh, you know, albeit it's a one-sided state and there tends to be a great atmosphere when we go to Fourth Bank because all of the fans are within the two sides of that and that and, and, well Broadwood uh, when we go there I don't know whether or not we'll all be on the one side again but that's not that's the that's the problem to an extent an atmosphere is generated when a team does something and, and people start to raise that's the point though isn't it uh-huh. the, the, the team the, the atmosphere rises when when something happens and there have been circumstances in, sitting in the, the main stand at Airdrie there and 
I think you get the feeling that everybody's just well and able to do so well. There's been at the start of the season there was there was a wee sporadic bouts of singing and and, and whatever. Just give them something. A, a, you know, a concerted period of ten minutes uh-huh. of pressure or something, for goodness sake, would, would 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 sort of boy things up a little bit. But it's going back to what I'm saying. When you look at your statistics and you're getting three or four shots a goal every half, it's you know, yeah. fo- fo- folk are sitting there. It's the old the old Pataudry rustling the sweetie papers uh-huh. type of stuff, isn't it? You know, and there, there was a good atmosphere generating uh, at the especially first half against Hamilton. Because of the derby Aye. scenario, you but, know, but we played and well, you, and, you, and we were we were and, 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 and pushing on. And, and I think that's areas that you, the area of expectation. If you've seen your team achieve this and that level, then you, to my mind, the expectation should be go again at that level, not to to drop behind that. That's all. I don't think it's unfair to be asking uh, a repetition and. and you know, of what you've already done previously. But uh, that seems to be the the inconsistency. Go back to the game when you played and ask, why did we play that well in that game? Because we utilised the ball better and we utilised the, the, the players' capabilities better, their skill sets. But uh, it's within the players. So we're not looking for something that isn't there, which... Players would claim, oh, we're just not good enough. And I don't think that is the case. I just think that uh, the expectation is now raised because Adrianian's past is still way higher than Forfers and Brechens and all these other teams who are now, and even the likes of Queen of the South, who are, you know, now become uh, flagship uh, championship regulars. You know, so... We still have uh, status. I still see us uh, predominantly in the top 20 of Scottish football, although we've never been in that league for a long time. Too long. Right, next thread to pull out of it. Young loanees, well, young players and young loanees. So I find it quite interesting looking at the Challenge Cup scores. The Colts teams, they struggle. Hearts have been excellent. Hearts had a really good win at Clifton Hill, which... I would never have tipped any young team to go there and, and thrive in those uh, those surroundings. Um, Celtics draw one each with Falkirk the other night was actually quite impressive because I thought Falkirk off the back of a very good win against the Barton the previous weekend would wipe the floor with them. But the Colts team struggle. Clyde, opponents today will be buoyed by a 5-0 five, five victory over Motherwell's under-21s. You're not a fully developed football player at that age and so... Where we're taking young loan players, the fear is they need to be really top, what, 5% of the players On the cusp of a first-team place. To make an impact. Otherwise, you're just... But Callum Smith is clearly in that that category. And we've spoken before, we've had Liam Lindsay, you could tell he was a class act. You've had Scott Fraser. You were actually happy to have these guys because they were at that level. But... The others that we mentioned from Aki's, oh, okay. which we had to link up, were, were they weren't at it. They weren't at the level that we needed. No. We can't have guys in finding their way and making their mistakes. So don't want to say you do anything with kids. It's obviously too simplistic. Uh-huh. But concern of, well, we've got another two players from yeah. Aki's and we've lost, we've lost some Deadwood, which I'm actually not bothered about. Paige and Conroy are gone, right? They've probably, they've had, they've had their chance. The manager doesn't rate them fine. Okay. Uh, but should we be 
signing or getting young loanees in uh, if we're expecting to challenge for this league no. and get ourselves in the playoffs? No is a simple answer to that. I would say yes with a caveat and the caveat being that we're not dictated to play them automatically. Where you're, you're governed, the, the part of the, the signing up deal is that they have to play a regular first team football and therefore dictate already, you know, we're letting you go to, uh, but they have to play, then I, I think that, you know, will unsettle some of the full-timers uh, and also, you know, they won't necessarily... I, I'm not... Cam, I think back to last year's, the three glass had fleeting moments. Campbell, again, fleeting moments. Who were the others that came last year? There were a few. I can't remember. No. I thought glass was good. Glasgow, I thought Glass got shortchanged to, to a certain extent uh-huh. because I, I kind of, as usual, I, I don't really feel he was the type of player that uh-huh. enamoured himself to, to Ian Murray. He was a little bit uh-huh. too... Cocky? Too, no, not too good on the ball and too, too, uh-huh. too forward-thinking, dare I say. He's at uh, Cove now. Yes, yeah, oh, that's correct. Really? Yeah. It's at Cove, yeah. But he even he came in towards the end of the season and picked up where he left off I thought we looked a better team the last couple of games just because you had a guy to lift the ball up from the middle of the park and uh-huh. carry it forward which uh-huh. we sadly lacked or the boy from Rangers who didn't play too many so I don't think we could Aye. have been dictated by that he was away playing uh, under 17 for Scotland or something like that I can't remember his name though, even. they were mainly bench warmers I think once you've got a couple fair enough I, and, and I can't say you, know, you shouldn't get any loanies because Callum Smith is the perfect example. He is the best player that, that Murray's brought into the club this year. There's no two ways about it. But, um, for what I was going to say. Yeah. No, <laughs> I can, no, I can no, edit okay. it in the side. He sees his chance, you know, that uh, this is an opportunity for him to develop. And uh, Dunfermline, mm. you know, maybe Andy Ryan spoke to him and says, do well at Airdrie and you can score X amount of goals, you know. So, uh, of all the players, I have to say, he would be my one who I think will will reach double figures first. Come close. But if you end up with if you end up with four or five guys in the team, yeah, you, you are back in the territory of that that sort of Alan Hansen adage that, that youngsters no, no, don't no, get you. Don't, yeah. You don't win anything yeah. with them, and I firmly believe that. You're uh-huh. not. They, they they do kind of need to be in and out the team. A lot of them, but if um, you're, and if unless we're, you're exceptional. And if we're going to have this massive squad with. Our young guys who we rate, so you've given a contract to Aaron Ross and well, there's and that others. side of it. What, what does that say? say? What does that say to them that suddenly there's another two guys coming in during the week? And I was thinking, well, you know, if, if the team is is not playing particularly well, I'm in I'm in with a chance here, and then suddenly you're dunted down another another level again, wait, waiting for, uh, and they, and then typically they don't particularly perform or they become bench warmers as many of them did uh-huh. last season as well so so our youngsters are again sitting there thinking does my future lie here is my w- when they do eventually get a game where is their commitment lying I, I don't I think Gordon, it's a bad balance Gordon Thompson's training the air races with methadone Mick at the moment Scott <laughs> Reid uh, the I mean he'll be unhappy he really rated Cammy Russell 22 needs to be playing games yeah and and he's going to high spending Kelty Hearts, uh-huh. uh, where he might be sitting on the bench by Nathan Austin, who he was also supposed to be an early target earlier in the season. But uh, he he's another one that it must be hard for him seeing Smith come in and think, well, I'm I'm just not. Manager doesn't fancy me enough to 
to have now come a starting place. Especially uh, when we're so not scoring gone. a lot of goals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, well, it was said that Andrew wanted to keep him, but I mean, you know, that, that statement, uh, you know, didn't echo with uh, his feelings that he should decide. I don't know whoever. Who is on Barry Ferguson, isn't he? Yep, Can Barry Ferguson, know? Bob Malcolm. Was uh, he contracted? It was, it was, it was it was it was to us. Aye. Yeah. Oh, so Airdrie yeah. can't say we wanted to keep him. If we wanted to keep him in his contract, wow. and he'd still be here. It's, so not, quite, it's not quite the Jim McLean day. So <laughs> you're staying, and you, you get Aye. twenty quid a week. Uh-huh. Uh, but but yeah, you're right. Ultimately, because he said, "No, you're not going. You've got a place here. We see you as integral to the first team. Don't worry, you'll get your chance." Uh-huh. That obviously wasn't what was said to him. So I didn't see him as integral to the first team. I must be honest. No, I thought he was. I thought he had done. Excellent technique and shooting. You know, you put the ball right in front of him. He would score a goal. He would hit a thunderous shot. I thought his positional sense and his his footballing brain, if you like, was a little bit questionable. But that could have been coached better, probably. Um, so you know, again, you know, the number of times that he came on and and looked a little bit isolated and didn't really turn a game. You know, he had his, his he had his chances as well. So it's not a not a flagship flagship centre forward that was going to propel you towards right. the championship. I don't think we should always be aspiring mm-hmm. to get a wee bit better in than that. But that lends us back to that whole argument about bringing somebody in that's not young player that, that bringing in that 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 proven professional that, that, that's going to give you a wee bit more. On the uh-huh. face of it, you'd have thought we'd have done that though with Ali uh-huh. Roy and 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 Callum Gallagher. Roy, I suspect. There's a player in there. I think. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I see real potential in yeah. there. I don't think he's had played particularly well. He had a nightmare in the second half uh, last week. But there's there's something in there. I'm not sure about Callum Gallagher at all. I don't know whether it's because of that that being played out of position for the early games that's knocked him off his stride. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not sure. He's, I get not a. He's not going to be a twenty goals a season guy. Well, that you know, I thought I agree with you. I, certainly. And the fact that you get, I was really, really disappointed the way he was bullied around the park by the youngster during yeah. the during the week. That was a, I would have expected a bit uh-huh. of professionalism there to to win over the day there, and it was you know it wasn't at the races. Well, I mean, I actually had Roy down to be be our first ten goal scorer because because I thought he'd be hitting the penalties. But I'm not too sure Oof. after Montreux. He is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he certainly hit it. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Very hard. You know, uh, uh, if that would, that's likely to continue, you know. The worry was that his head really went down after that. I you know, that was, and I was, you know, the, the, but, by the second half, the ball was rolling up his leg and hitting his hand, and he was swiping and missing it and whatever. And it was almost like, I was please take him off, actually, because the confidence is gone and, and whatever. And but but I still think there's something in there. Uh, you can have a beast and it doesn't make you a bad player. But yep. you're, you're right. It's the I don't know why I'm so negative because it's early in the season. Mm. The results have gone okay, but mm. the the confidence can go from a team, and that's the concern, especially with the, mm-hmm. the home game. So we need to we need to hit a run of form to make well. your 15 point target to okay. keep us in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you start having dodgy performances and or question formation, well, that's you just worry it in another direction. That's it. If, and if we'd come off these last two games thinking that we, you know, if we pummeled teams and we there was a lot of positives to take from the game. We were passing the ball well. We were creating chances. Yeah, we'd maybe only won one nothing. However, that's that's fine. That's that's yeah. that, that's good. But it's not been that, and it's almost like you can see confidence ebbing on yeah. on the pitch, mm-hmm. and. That will ultimately translate, I think, into a couple of bad results. And if that happens, 
you know, you, you're suddenly you've, you've got a completely different mentality than coming from the bench as well. Course. Suddenly, the manager's thinking, uh-huh. I need to shore this up. Uh-huh. I need to play five at the back. I need to have one up front and just get away with not losing a game type of stuff. Uh-huh. And that's all... Uh-huh. That's all going the wrong way, and suddenly folk are getting fed up, and they're not they're, the bumps in the seats are dropping. Do you think that the fact that we had gone into, I mean, we we had gone into a situation prior to the last two games where we had a two-goal half-time lead and conceded three, albeit uh, the first one I thought was never a penalty, uh, no. remain so. But uh, you know, the game has turned on that basis. You know, we've lost three goals to go out of the tournament, so. It was, if I was a manager, I would say, well, I need to address, I, I see goals coming, but I haven't, because we'd scored some, we scored three and two in the previous game, so it might be, we were scoring goals, we need to close the back door in the last two games we have, I don't know, but I mean, we did have good fortune, and I think we deserve good fortune, because a couple of dodgy penalty decisions against us in the bet thread, so uh, things even themselves up. It will be interesting. I think this league, the, the the league this season, I think will subdivide very quickly into two halves, more so than than in the past. I don't think you'll have the same kind of uh, situation where uh, you can go from the bottom playoffs to the top playoffs with a match win or two. Yeah. I think this season it's more likely to be. Uh, you know, position, get your positions in early. That's why I say. Well, I, yeah, I think almost by default you're going to have Falkirk and Wraith near the top. Uh-huh. And they, we will have to overcome them to win this league, dare I say it. Winning yeah. the league. You add Forfar into the mix um, and you've suddenly got three teams um, that, on the face of it at the moment, we, uh-huh. we look as if we might, we might struggle against. Uh-huh. So, you know. And that's not factoring in our usual struggling against the teams that are at the bottom of the league. Uh, you know, but so. I, I would prefer, I don't think if it was a, a head-to-head contest and we were one of only two teams challenging, I would worry more than when there's four teams challenging in a perverse sort of way. Because well, that's because they'll nip away each other and they'll uh, take points off yeah, each other, won't absolutely. they? Absolutely. Yes. You know, three points against one point is going to make a heck of a difference. Uh, so we shall see what that brings. But... Uh, uh, home form again. We've got to win our first. When you think about it, uh, we lost to Hamilton at home. Uh, we drew with Queens Park in the ninety minutes, and uh, we, lost we lost to Forfar so, as well. So, so not won a home game yet. <laughs> essentially, this is this is yeah. us looking to break that uh, not stranglehold, but yeah. just negative. Uh, Try to be a little bit positive. I. I I missed the first half of the Queen's Park game, but I saw the second half and I was really, I quite enjoyed it. Even although we we pegged back, we didn't, we pegged back a lead twice. It was a, an attacking, old-fashioned cup tie type yeah. of thing. End I, to end. I thought that that was sort of, we were breaking the monotony a little bit and, this, uh-huh. and, and we were going to learn from that. And that, maybe that's the most disappointing uh-huh. thing uh-huh. over the last few while that we haven't had that resolve that we yeah. seem to have in that game. Half-time at Fur Hill. Was really impressed by yes. the, the early showing half time against Aki's. I wasn't at that game, but I was looking, well, we're 2 0 up against a Premier League team, so it's not all, but it's carrying that out, that on, getting a full performance today, hopefully, and this podcast dates very badly, very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and all of a sudden we've won two from three. Let, okay, and I sound like <laughs> <laughs> the doom, the doom merchant. No, I, I think, I think we should still, uh, you know. 
criticism for the for the sake of it is poor. I I think if it's constructive and you you identify where you you have your opinions, I think is is far more valid rather than sometimes. Uh, with early, we, we can be negative because oh, it's the same old thing happening again, etc., etc. And, and you know, uh, until such times as the players bed in, again back to my nine-game scenario, first quarter, then then we'll know the spread of the teams. Uh, so that's that's what I've been. I think that's the problem see. because I think we've seen it all before, and it seems to be playing out so familiar. To, to, to last year that you're almost sitting there thinking uh-huh. so are we now going to really are we now going to hit the mid-season and we'll be struggling and, and these players that we thought that were going to be brilliant will actually be haddies and you know there's still that hope for me that, that, that it's absolutely not and they'll get a blend somewhere along the way but uh, and last year we missed the playoffs by yes uh-huh. yeah. a hair's bread by that so, last five minutes against uh-huh. Wraith Rovers exactly so well, oh, I, I know it was a long time ago when we won the, the league in 2003-04 the I mean I can remember sitting watching Montrose take us apart 6-1 at home now there's nothing more you know frustrating annoying just than would leave you with the likes of that that feeling and that's the way it felt and then all of a sudden come January three good players Paul Lovering one of whom was outstanding went on to become a legend uh, then it can turn around very very quickly but you do need that level of consistency which we showed thereafter but well, fingers crossed for today let's get to the game absolutely thanks for listening to the OTL podcast big thanks to my panellists Alan Porteous and John O'Brien thank you to the Four Isles for providing our venue again and to Scott Crawford for the original music. Thanks to your kind donations, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, TuneIn, and you can even tell Amazon Alexa, play OTL Podcast. Please subscribe for the podcast where you find it, and tell anyone you think might be interested. One final plea from us, we're still looking to help Airdrie ladies this season. We've raised 180 of our £450 target, but we're looking for you to help. Log on to gofundme.com, forward slash Airdrie dash ladies dash fundraising and anything you contribute will be greatly appreciated by the team and will help football flourish under the Airdrie Onions banner.